0: everyone and welcome to magical streaming a podcast where we watch Disney plus, give you some facts, give you some history, and just tell you what we think about it. My name is Amber. My name is Marie. And today we're talking about Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros.
1: Yep, we're doing another double feature. Double feature time. Because none of these movies would warrant a very long episode otherwise.
0: That's the truth. So, Marie, the way we're going to structure this is going to be very intertwined
1: not super intertwined but we're not gonna do like a full section for the first one and then move on to the next one. Right kinda gonna go So
0: Maria's gonna read both of the
1: synopsi up top. Yes. So starting with Saludos Amigos Uh off of Disney Plus as always the synopsis goes as follows Saludos, amigos, is a colorful kaleidoscope of art, adventure, and music set to a toe-tapping samba beat. Your international traveling companions are none other than those famous funny friends Donald Duck and Goofy. This program is presented as originally created and may contain outdated cultural depictions. Mm -hmm. So that's the first one. And then if we go for the three caballeros let's see again off of Disney Plus. Synopsis goes, When Donald receives magical gifts from his friends Jose Carioca Carioca, and Panchito, they become his passport to a fantastic musical journey full of surprises. And again, this program is presented as originally created and may contain outdated cultural depictions. Although not like... I wouldn't say they're quite as bad as what we've seen so far. Correct. I would
0: I would agree with that. Also, um, can I steal a fun fact right away?
1: Uh, go ahead.
0: So, in Saludos Amigos, it shows Goofy smoking. And when they had previously released Goofy's section as part of a Goofy collection onto DVD that had been done before, and this was included, but... They cut out him smoking when they released that. And now they've brought it back again and just left it in. And there is a little warning at the beginning saying that uh, tobacco use is depicted in the film. Yes. So let's start. These films are really very connected. They are both package films and they were both part of the good will towards South America known as the good neighbor policy. Now. I'm gonna give you some history.
1: Oh, I have the whole history here, but okay. Well, the good of the good neighbor policy. Yes.
0: Okay. I also looked up the good neighbor policy because history is my thing. Okay. So the good neighbor policy originally started out before World War II. Essentially what was happening is the US government, as some might say, was getting their nose into everyone's business in Latin America and had quite a few military encounters in which they were trying to uh, bolster their best
1: interest. That's a nice way to put it.
0: Well, don't need to be making any enemies right now. So the good neighbor policy basically was brought about to say, hey we're gonna stop intervening in your stuff and Uh, we're going to stop interfering in your stuff. But it became especially important in World War II because there were fears that Latin America was going to be a little more sympathetic toward the Axis powers as opposed to the Allied powers because of the rough history with the U.S. and other colonizing countries which is ironic because when did the u.s join in on world war ii not till a few years in but -hmm. that's when these films started coming out and walt disney agreed to make these films there's no information on budgeting in these films i looked i
1: looked nothing you know why that's because the government paid for that the
0: government paid for these films and they don't tell you how much they spent on their propaganda it is propaganda. That's not a negative thing. And the film was given a loan agreement by the federal government, uh, which Walt Disney, not only was he a patriot, but he really needed the cash. <laughs> uh, the European market was closed due to the war. He was running over budget on Bambi, and he had run over budget on Pinocchio, and he had run over budget, you know. How it is Walt was always spending and uh, the strike was happening right around the time when he started producing these movies as well so he needed that sweet cash. <laughs> I um, the truth. It is as we indicated a package film. Package films are several different stories put together kind of tied together loosely with a thread that makes them all fit. In this case Donald Duck in both cases, actually, Donald Duck. Yeah. So, Saludos Amigos um, was released on August 24th, 1942, in Rio for the world premiere, but it wasn't released into the US market until February 19th, 1943. So six months passed before between the world premiere and the release into the
1: US. Yeah, and it is actually the first Disney animated feature to be shown in South America before. being screened in the U.S. So there is
0: four different shorts in Saludos Amigos. Sorry, I was counting because I don't know basic math. Um, There's Lake Titicaca, where Donald goes to Lake Titicaca. There's Pedro about the small plane, who wants to be a mail carrier. There's El Gocho Goofy Gaucho. I, we just watched this yesterday. I can't believe I said Gucho. Gaucho. Wow. And the Aqua Aquaradalia do Brazil.
1: Yeah. Can we tell neither? Can you tell neither of us speak Spanish or Portuguese?
0: Correct. You can... If you haven't looked at a picture of me, I'm white as white can be. So, I apologize for my accents there. Um... El Gaucho Goofy basically is like, hey, you know Cowboys America? Guess what? In South America, they also have cowboys, but they call them El Gaucho. And then it just shows, basically using Goofy, the similarities. Because another part of this was to introduce most Americans to. Latin America, and in fact, a lot of Americans were surprised. I'm stepping on your toes, mm-hmm. please continue the fact. No, it's okay. They were surprised to see how modern the cities were mm-hmm. and that the people dressed like them. And, you know, it was one of those, wow, we, one of the crazy things I noticed when watching this is it shows like the animators going and, you know, getting inspiration, but it also says like, Three days later, they arrived mm-hmm. in Brazil. And I was like, three days? Dear goodness, that's a long time. Now you can come from Canada to Brazil in 10 hours?
1: It's usually an overnight flight, but yeah, like, it's it's not a full 24 hours even.
0: No, it's 10, 11 hours, I think, if you can get a direct flight. I don't sell much to Brazil. I'm going to be honest. Um... And people really actually liked Saludos Amigos a
1: lot. It was well-received. Yes. At the time of its release. Yes. Now there's, I mean, it's a, it's an on-and-off kind of thing from what I've seen where some people, um, still, like, historians, some people still see it as a uh, really good movie where it's praised for like you mentioned making away with ne- uh, negative stereotypes um, and uh, some people also like that it's a genuine reflection of Latin America culture and music uh, and where you know there are Right, exactly. It's the same... But but then you also have people who think that, well, it's straight-up propaganda, which is not untrue, but... It is straight-up propaganda. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but also, like, that, oh, it actually relies more on exoticism and America's fascination with it more than the cultural aspects. And also, uh, it actually does propagate some stereotypes. Yes. And And also that it's, like, some people found it very interesting in terms of introducing to latin america whereas other people are like it's a boring version of a travel brochure so now it's kind of it's divided it's divided but yes at the time of release it was
0: well i think they've got well, some good seeing. points there it is a lot like an animated travel brochure
1: but yeah, I, and that's not a bad
0: thing necessarily um are we getting into opinions yet that- Uh, I'm going to throw some opinions in here. I liked the parts that weren't animated almost more than I liked the animated parts. I thought it was really interesting to see the same way that I always think it's interesting to see a version of what life was like in this place that was not taught to me as a young child. Like I've seen pictures of Michigan in like 1912 with the little cars and the little like streets. And I'm like, yeah, this is what it was like. But I, we're not taught at a young age. Other countries have history too, and not just bad history, not just wars. I mean, in that sense that we're usually just taught about wars and stuff in other countries and colonization. But we're not taught a lot about the day-to-day. So I thought it was really fascinating to see those real-life glimpses of people, what they were wearing, and this, I know it's obviously not reality quite, because
1: I mean, part of it is um, not all of it. Right. You know, it's not like they ask people to wear costumes for the movie, but I, they probably do go to certain areas exactly. where they know that the image they're looking for is going to be represented exactly. even if that not that's not necessarily what represents the country as a whole so I agree
0: yeah. but then I am a travel agent I do work in travel it is an interest to me so probably somebody describing it as uh, a boring travel brochure which is a little rude. I think it's more interesting than most travel brochures I see. Um, <laughs> is not a turn off for me.
1: Yeah. No, and it, it, I don't think it should be. It's just like, it's not the kind of movie that should be approached the same way as a lot of other movies. It, it's a bit in line with The Reluctant Dragon. Where right. it's going to show you, you know, it basically doesn't have a plot point.
0: Right, because it's, it's a package just, film. It's yeah, and it's little just,
1: shorts, and it's meant to instruct as well as entertain. Right, where it, it you know, so you can't really, you can't view it in the same light as other animated features that have been made. Even like, uh, the one comparison that you can make is with Fantasia, in the sense of it's all short clips. Right, but. That's not the same thing at all. But even then, it's not... Right. Okay. Sorry, our cat just walked... Our cat was Literally over...
0: What are you doing? Let me be a part.
1: Chiara, what do you think of Solo Dos Amigos? There you have it. Rave reviews from the cat. All right. Do you have... uh, What... Do you have any more history to give? I don't
0: really have much more history on this. Because the government financed it, there's not a lot of history that's left around and there's not a lot of on um, as far as budget, as far as timeline, as far as anything, because it was not done in the typical way that films other films at this time were being done.
1: Yeah. So do you want to give the history for the three caballeros? I can do that. So three caballeros,
0: it was uh released in Mexico City on December twenty first, nineteen forty four and then into the U.S. on the 3rd of February 1945. So a couple of years. The reason why we group these two together is because The Three Caballeros was kind of a follow-up to Saludos Amigos. It is also made with the Goodwill policy in mind. It is also following Donald, who has already been seen in these Latin cultures. It's another package film. It is basically made to fill the same kind of role but with different, I mean it's still Brazil is still involved um, but Mexico is introduced in this one and it's still met as that um, it's propaganda as well Yeah, it is a propaganda film this film can you name what's very special about this film, what it's the first of
1: uh, this is Uh, I'm not I don't know
0: this is the first film to have live action uh, actors interact the first feature film to have live action actors interact with cartoon characters
1: huh I guess yeah I guess in the Reluctant Dragon well he interacts a little bit, but it's a drawing it's right, not, yeah, right, so it is um
0: this one has, as we've mentioned, it's another uh package film it's got the cold blooded penguin about a penguin that is so cold, so so cold, so cold, so he wants to get away from Antarctica and go to the Galapagos, where it will be warm.
1: Um, yeah, Amber feels very connected to that little that penguin. Me and that
0: penguin are just kindred spirits. Uh, it features uh, the flying Gochito, about a little boy who finds a donkey that can fly, and he enters it in a race. Um, Bahia, which is about Bahia, <laughs> in um,
1: Brazil.
0: Yes, and it uh, features Aurora Miranda who is Carmen Miranda's sister. Carmen Miranda, obviously much more famous. You don't know Carmen Miranda? Uh. Carmen Miranda was a huge Brazilian star who gained, was kind of one of the first to break through into the US market. Um, Aurora also broke through, but she was not as popular as her sister Carmen. she was described as not as brilliant as carmen but equally talented and vivacious that's like you're not as smart as your sister but you're just as pretty and just as talented so we'll take you on pretty much um and she uh started performing in 33 died in 2005 at age 90. But she did have a long and very successful career. Uh, A lot of people would know the name Carmen Miranda. The fact that you don't is weird to me. I'm sorry. So she is the woman that sings and the woman that Donald's all heart eyes over. One of. Yes. Then we have uh, uh, Los Postados, where uh, the children go around... All around Christmas trying to get shelter
1: yeah it's a it's a Christmas tradition right it Mexico. explains
0: a Mexican tra- Christmas tradition uh, Mexico just in general where you go all around Mexico City and then you belong to my heart and the surreal revere where Donald just turns into musical notes it's the trippiest part of the film yeah, it's Real trippy.
1: yet another Disney movie that makes you feel like you're having a bad trip.
0: Exactly. That's all the facts I have because this movie was also financed by the U.S. government. It's also propaganda. And some people shy away from the term propaganda because we tend to associate it negatively. But propaganda in wartime...
1: Is important.
0: Is important for either side is going to use propaganda, and it can really help shape the impressions that people have. In fact, by the end of World War II, one historian, because of the goodwill that was built by Saludos Amigos and the Three Camillos, estimates that Latin America was the most on America's side, was the happiest with American foreign policy of anyone else in the world. So it got what it needed to do done. It served its purpose and uh, in the same way it allowed people in the US to start seeing places in Latin America again to be introduced to different musics and different traditions and this time Mexico a bit more as well in the same way that it had with uh, Brazil before. So that's all I got for history.
1: All right. Well, I've got a few bits and pieces of trivia on each movie. Great. Um, So for Saludos Amigos. Now, this is actually because you mentioned it's a package uh, film, but it is still a feature film. Yes. Uh, And it is the shortest Disney feature to date, shorter than Dumbo, uh, at 42 minutes. It was very quick. Yeah, it was over very quickly. Uh, Also, Jose... Is it Jose or Jose? Jose. Okay, Jose. Jose Carioca is both the first Brazilian character to appear in a Disney animated feature film and the first major Latin America character in the Disney cast of characters. Because up to that point, um, pretty much either takes place, movies either takes place in the U.S. or in Europe. So, yeah, this is the first time that I kind of branched out of those things. Uh, Also, the inspiration to use a parrot character, which is Jose, uh, in the film came from an actual Brazilian parrot. Uh, Yeah, I thought I read something about that. That was a famous... She was called Sonia. Sonia! And she performed in Rio de Janeiro, uh, singing, dancing, and talking Portuguese. Because they speak Portuguese in Brazil. Yes. So the character design of Jose is based off of Sonia. And she actually has a cameo in the film, but she is not credited.
0: <laughs> well, she is a bird, so... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, now, the short, the Pedro short... Yes. Which is. It, it's something. Like. The Pedro. So we're going back to Saludos Amigos. Well, this is. I, I'm still. I started with Saludos oh, okay. Amigos. I haven't branched out yet. Um, yeah, so we haven't really gone over what that particular short is. Well, you mentioned it's a little plain. Yes, and wants he wants to, to, to be, deliver the mail. Yes. Because his papa. Who is a big male plane. They specify. A big male he's a plane. big male plane.
0: Male, who- M-A-L-E, not M-A-I-L. Yes. <laughs> he's a male male plane.
1: Yes, that is correct. So that's his daddy. And then his mommy is a medium-sized female plane. Yes. And then there is Pedro, a little boy plane, who <laughs> wants to be just like his daddy. And his daddy does the mail route between um, Santiago and Mendoza. So, in Santiago, Chile. which is in Chile, Mendoza, which is in Argentina. And to go from one to the other, you have to go because bas- they're basically like they're not that far away. If right. you just like calculate straight up kilometers on a map. But they're separated by a mountain. So the plane has to go up across the mountain and then down. Uh, And so it's a somewhat dangerous route. And then... They send the little...
0: Okay. I'm going to throw in a hot take right now. They don't have any other planes that could
1: have done this. They had to send the, quote, little boy plane? Apparently. Because what happens is the papa plane gets sick and cannot get the mail. And the mama plane... Cannot do that route because she has high... What is it? Something pressure. Yeah. Play on high blood pressure, but I don't remember what it is. So they send a little board plane because the mail is very important. I could have waited. Well, it turns out it's just a damn stupid postcard, but anyway.
0: Oh, wow. We're swearing on this podcast
1: now. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, um... Yeah, and then there is actually a moment where you think maybe he has made it. That he perished for the mail. Yeah. And
0: but and the way they, they say it, another martyr lost to the mail service. How many people have died delivering the mail? How many planes must we lose before we decide, you know what? Maybe the mail is just not that
1: important. <laughs> we take a different route anyway. So that segment was inspired by the impressions of the Disney staff because um, when they took that same flight from Mendoza to Santiago, it it passed the mountain and they observed the remains of a plane which had crashed on the mountain nose down into the snow. And so they started working on a story based on seeing that. (laughs) What? Yo. That's dark. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, look, this plane crash must make a movie. I'm
0: glad they didn't fly over Mount Everest. I don't think you can fly over Mount Everest. The point is that, what, they would see all the bodies and be like, you know what? I got a story. (laughs) Good God.
1: Uh, And then the last little fact I have for Slutu's Amigos is actually, so part of the movie shows the um, Disney animators going to South America to do some research. Mm -hmm. uh, And there is footage of the team boarding the plane. This was actually staged after the trip because they decided to use some of the home movie footage as linking material. But Walt realized they had no footage of the real boarding so they got everyone dressed in the same outfit they had left in and they shot footage of them leaving the studio and going into the plane
0: (laughs) my goodness it was really interesting to see the plane though like I feel like I'm people smoking on the plane it was so crazy like again I feel like a giant nerd here but like just seeing what the inside of planes used to look like and like all the baggage is just up top there's no it's like you're on a bus there is nothing to close it in oh it it's was
1: just so okay plane travel some people say plane travel has gone downhill in terms of like luxury what what it used to mm-hmm. be like not even just luxury it was well exclusivity but also it used to be kind of like uh, the experience of taking a fancy train you know, where you get with the heightened service and just everything. Flying used to be that way. And now it's not so much anymore. But it's it used to be safer. so unsafe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure there were a lot more injuries. I'm sure we could Google back that in statistic. There, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just seeing people smoke on the plane. It yeah, was like, it was like, whoa, crazy. Yeah. So that's it for Saludos Amigos. And then I have a Adios few...
0: Amigos. ha. <laughs>
1: funny. And now I have a few facts for the Tree Caballeros. Okay. Uh, so, whereas the Saludos Amigos introduced the first Brazilian character, this one introduced the first uh, Mexican character to be shown in an animated. Well, yeah, because there's not really much of Mexico in the other one. So, yes, this is Mexico the first...
0: is not featured in the other one.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he is the first, Panchito is the first animated feature film character to be Mexican. Uh, and this, so this is the first movie that introduces the character of Panchito Pistoles. Uh, it is the last Disney animated feature film released during World War II also.
0: Right, but it as I said earlier, it came out February 3rd, uh, 1945 in the U.S. Yes, well. So <laughs> there wasn't much time to put out something else before the end of the war
1: yeah Um, also so the character actually of Panchito Pistoles uh, during the final years of World War II was kind of served as a minor military symbol Uh, he was the mascot of the 201st Fighter Squadron which was a Mexican fighter airplane squadron uh, that assisted American forces in the recapture of the Philippines Um, and his likeness so his likeness was painted as nose art on an American bomber airplane Um, that plane was actually scrapped then in 1949 (laughs) but they fashioned another one into a replica with the same Penchito image and it's currently still in civilian service and appears in air shows aww Um, now one of the animators that worked on this movie, one of the very well-known Disney animators, Ward Kimball, um, when he was handed the, to music, musical number to animate, he was given no real direction, or storyboard to work with. (laughs) He was only given lyrics to the song, uh, so basically he just drew whatever came to mind. And once he finished it, he was actually afraid that Walt was going to fire him. Uh, but thankfully, he loved it and told him not to change a thing. <sighs> but yeah, this is not surprising. This like I feel this is something that we've seen happen a lot where... Where gonna we're just like... handed something, figure it out. I know you can. I'm not worried about it. Do your thing. It's kind of one of those things where... You can tell Walt trusted his people so much that he was like, you know what, this is just... I have my own things to do, and the fact that I can trust these people to do their job and do it well means that I can focus on what I need to do, which was spend a lot of money. Gotta spend them dollars. Um, Now, the Acapulco beach scene Mm -hmm. was not, in fact, filmed on location. It was filmed in the back lot of the Disney Studios. <laughs> uh, so it's just a good old California beach.
0: California.
1: Uh, Not Mexico. You know, uh, now, the short of the Flying Gochito mm-hmm. is actually originally intended to be included in Saludos Amigos. So it's kind of one of those ways the films are intertwined. Um, also, the ethnicity of the protagonist in that short is different in the English and the Spanish version of the film. In both cases, he is from Latin America, of course, but in the English version, he is depicted as being from Uruguay, whereas in the Spanish version, he is depicted as being from Argentina.
0: Not okay. sure why that decision was made. What about be, the but-
1: Portuguese version? I don't know. Dun, dun, dun! I guess we'll have to ask someone from... Hey, Rai! <laughs> from Portugal. Our friends... Find the movie. I mean, is it dubbed in Portuguese? Yes. Because part of it takes place makes, in Brazil. That's true. It would make sense. Oh, you know what? Okay, no. I'm going to keep that for opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, one of the characters that they show in this movie is the Araquan bird, which is A very crazy-looking bird, making a lot of crazy sounds. Um, He never actually speaks in the film. He only sings and uses various vocal effects. Um, However, his voice, quote-unquote, is provided by voice actor Pinto Kolvig, who provided voices of several Disney characters over the years, but is mostly remembered as the voice of Goofy.
0: Well, well, well. What did you say about him yesterday?
1: What did I say about the bird? Yeah. I don't remember. He sounds like a minion. He does. <laughs> yes, that's right. He does sound like a minion. He kind of looks like Woody Woodpecker and he sounds, sounds like, like a minion. minion from Despicable Me. Yeah. What a wild, wild character. Um, and then finally, this film Never depicts or mentions Daisy Duck, although she has been Donald's main love interest since nineteen forty <laughs> Now this is most likely intentional because donald Donald is lusting over a lot of women <laughs> in this movie
0: Aurora Miranda
1: <laughs> yes, and so that would make uh make him seem pretty much like a jerk.
0: If it they were to bring up a Daisy
1: Duck. So it's just like she does not exist in this universe.
0: Well, I've got some uh staying power. Yeah. Yeah. So um part of the uh mostly about the three caballeros, let's be honest. Yeah. So they appear um at Coronado Springs and Walt Disney World, where you can find topiaries of them, and is uh, at the center of the Calypso Pool, or uh, the Three Gabbieuros at the All Star Music Resort. Um, the Grand Fiesta Tour in Epcot was the first ride in Epcot to be filmed to be filled with IP. Before this, it was the uh, El El Rio de Tempo, which means River of Time. And that was there until 2007. And then on April 7th, 2007, the Three Caballeros were added to the ride and it was redone to be the Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three
1: Caballeros. And it's been running ever since. I feel like they're kind of one of those things like where you're going to have obscure... Right. Like, some, you have some people that kind of obsess over them. Right. So they're they're kind of one of those things where most people see them or are like, okay, I'm mildly familiar with these characters, but not really. And then you have some people who are just, like, the moment they can meet these characters in the park, exactly. they go crazy. Right.
0: And not only that, you... See them on, um, it's a small world, in the ones that have characters, so like in Disneyland, uh, in the Mexico section, which...
1: Which is ironic, because only one of the three of them yeah. is Mexican? Yeah. Like... Yeah, not, but I guess... Actually, before seeing this movie, I had no idea that Jose was Brazilian. I thought he was Mexican.
0: Right, there's not really a Brazil section anywhere in any of the parks. Except the tour groups. Uh, also, in uh, on June 9th, 2018, a show called Legend of the Three Caballeros, uh was produced and uh, made 13 episodes, released onto the Disney Life app in the Philippines. Hmm. So, finally, what people in uh, Western society will know them for, though, is that they have been having a role... In the DuckTales reboot, oh really? Yes, they have been in a uh, couple of episodes on mm-hmm. the new DuckTales. So, staying power minimal, but they do have a actual ride
1: devoted yeah. to them. So, I mean, this is primarily because of the fact that it's a pavilion of the world. If it was right. not the case, they it would not exist.
0: Right, and there are rumors that it will be replaced with Coco. So we'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: I. To be honest, 100% would not be mad about that. Because it's already IP. But it's not like they're throwing IP... By the way, for people who are not familiar, IP is intellectual property. Yes. Which is making sure that everything that is in Disney World basically represents a movie. Which has not... I mean, it's not the case for everything and hopefully will not become the case for everything. But that is Bob Iger's big thing right now.
0: So, but what we do know is this: it's not the original ride already. Updating it to feature Coco would
1: not. We're not opposed to it. We're not. But that's a story for a different time.
0: That is a story for the Coco podcast. Yes. So, hot takes. Hot takes. First of all, one of my favorite lines I've ever heard in a film was said in Saludos Amigos, which is that a llama has a way of making you feel awfully unimportant. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, now llamas are coming after me? This is wild! My self-esteem is low enough, and now I got llamas out here being like, I don't care about you. So thanks for that, Walt Disney Company. I Okay, but you have not
1: actually encountered a llama, so... Maybe if you were to encounter a llama, you would actually feel very important in its eyes. You know what? Until then, I laugh But I can kind so of much. see it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about a specific picture, although it might be an alpaca that I'm thinking about. Where it's kind of smiling. So yeah, it's that, probably an alpaca. Yeah. But
0: I thought that was a great line. And it was so deadpan delivered as well that I was just like... Oh, they got jokes now. Um, Donald does seem like a jerk because we all know about Daisy. And he's out there. He's he's such a
1: player.
0: It's like in Mickey's PhilharMagic, which, by the way, there is a poster of the three capilleros in In line
1: for for Mickey's Mickey's
0: PhilharMagic. But when Donald is thirsting after Ariel he got no loyalty it's
1: like his loyalty
0: is negative seven yeah that's
1: uh, that's not untrue
0: so my other hot take is um it was super rude of them to make me think that this baby plane had done a li- That
1: died delivering mail. Okay, I could tell. I knew that that was. This is the thing. Also, why did they have to? You know what I? I found
0: is that these days we don't have to spell out. This is the large plane is Daddy plane, the medium sized female plane is Mommy plane, and the small little boy plane. Yeah, we wouldn't say that. We would just be like. This is daddy plane. This is mommy plane.
1: This is baby plane. Yeah, basically. And you can tell, like, it's it's not... They're very, very much gendered. They're gendered. Like, the mommy gendered. plane, you don't need it spelled out. You just have a look at that plane, and you're like, okay, this is an object, but it has been given feminine quality. It's, it's been coded as female. Yes.
0: So... I just didn't think that was necessary. I didn't think I was ever going to hear the words the large male plane, male as a gender, and then the medium sized female, female plane. plane. What? <laughs> that blew my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, something to note about this movie. Which one? Um, both of them, in a sense, <laughs> but primarily Saludos Amigos. Uh the character of Jose speaks Brazilian Brazilian Oh, oh my, my I'm so sorry. Throw her out. <laughs> I I made, I was going to say I'm talking about Brazil and Portuguese. I'm sorry. Brazilian Portuguese. Yes, which is different uh, from
0: Portugal Portuguese.
1: Yes. But no, I was just thinking about Brazil and it just came out. Uh but yes, so the character speaks Portuguese and there are no subtitles. <laughs> there are. Well, there are subtitles. There are Portuguese subtitles. Right, they don't like want you, you put, to know what he's saying. If you saying. turn on the subtitles on. Like, there's not subtitles in the movie. If you turn on subtitles on the platform. Which we
0: always do. Okay, fun fact Marie and I always watch things with subtitles because. I feel. I
1: don't know. I I just, feel
0: better watching it with subtitles. Yeah, I, feel, I like feel
1: like sometimes, sometimes just I mishear like, things. It, yeah, exactly, and then you can see it right there. Yeah. But yeah, so there's no subtitles in the movie itself. So the subtitles that you turn on with the platform will just read Portuguese as well. So he is talking, but it's it's not like a few short words. He is literally talking for a good. 30, 40 seconds, it's and like, it's like, what is going on?
0: It's like how you never translate uh Wookiee. It's just there, and people will be like, yeah, that's perfect, tell him that, and you're like, we don't know
1: what he said! <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting, like, because for a moment, actually, I, I was wondering if I was going crazy,
0: where, like... Can I tell you a story? What? So... Uh, one of our best friends, Miranda, is friends with Dulce. Dulce is, uh, her family's from Mexico, she speaks Spanish. Her mom had on a TV show from Brazil and they were speaking Portuguese but Dulce was speaking so much English that she walked in and listened to the Portuguese and thought, I've forgotten how to speak Spanish. And she was very concerned about this, until she asked her mom, and her mom was like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm not really watching it, it's uh,
1: Portuguese. Uh, I, I kind of feel like this is how I felt, maybe not to that degree, because I don't speak Spanish either, but it's just kind of like that thing where, you know, you're watching a movie, and the rest of the movie is in English because it's the English version of the movie. It's not a dubbed version. So you kind of expect to be able to understand what's going on. And then there's just this section of a character just talking and it's not necessarily important dialogue to a plot because there's not really a plot. But you kind of feel like still like... What just happened? Yeah, and it's just... The fact that I think it's also very much the fact that there were no subtitles that threw me off the most. But yeah, so for a moment I was like, wait, what's, what's wrong did with me? Did we hit me? the remote? Did I? Or just like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I understand <laughs> what's being said right now? Until you're like, oh, that's because it's Portuguese and they did not put any English subtitles.
0: I feel that way sometimes when watching French movies at your family's house and then in the English version, the characters speak French, but they don't have them speak French. In the French version, they have them speak like Italian. And I'll be like, yeah, Italian or Spanish
1: usually. What is
0: happening? I don't understand any of what's being said right now. And it's because they're not speaking French anymore. They're speaking Italian. And I don't know Italian. (laughs) And I barely know French. So then I'll be like, am I just this bad at French? But no, it's, it's Italian. It's always Italian. No, sometimes it's Spanish. If it's Spanish, I can understand it. Yeah, but sometimes it's Spanish. So, I don't feel that. Okay. Well, point is. Point is this.
1: It's wild when
0: it just suddenly you don't understand what's happening. And, you
1: know, then he just goes, or as you say, and he switches to English. And it's like, you could speak English (laughs) this entire time. And we're like, okay, I guess you don't have to, but... I, I was kind of surprised at Donald being the hothead that he is.
0: You know what? Donald was showing good, uh, what most... I'm going to reel that back in and try again. <laughs> Donald was showing when you visit another country, you can't expect them to know the language that you speak. You can only expect them to know the language that they speak.
1: That's very true. So
0: he was just like, I'm in Brazil. They're going to be speaking Portuguese. Uh, and even though he didn't understand it, he knew, he knew it wasn't the time to get mad. He was visiting there, not the other way around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Donald was a, he was, he was a
0: good tourist. Yeah, he was a great tourist. Propaganda, teaching Americans how they should tourist.
1: No, they should tourist. Except for the running after all the girls in bikinis. Yeah,
0: don't do that. But don't do that in America either. Yeah.
1: So. Um. Yeah, I guess... I don't really have a lot of hot... Because, again, it's... It doesn't have a plot point. It's just shorts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: the paint... Pe- we haven't talked much oh. about the penguin. He's so cute. That's... that's you know much what? Else I want to talk say. about
0: the, uh... The, uh... I'm bringing my new list back up. The Lion Gochito. At the end, it's like... And neither the donkey or the boy was ever seen again. That's some Murder they were definitely murdered they were never seen again
1: okay you've been listening to too many murder podcasts if
0: somebody is never seen again I think again, it's just because they're he murdered. flew
1: away and was murdered <laughs> uh, no because doesn't the narrator say this was me when I was a little boy he's a ghost now that's why it's we can't see him ghost narrator all right. Well, yeah. Uh, I, ghost toast, you might say. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, other than that, like, hot take, Donald's a flirt, like, reel it in. But that's, yeah, so... That's just general life advice for you, Donald. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. There's so, not a villain in this movie.
1: No, there's not.
0: There's no villains in this propaganda film. If there had been, it would have been Hitler. But there's not, so... <laughs> So there's no villains um are we doing rewatchability i don't think i'm gonna rewatch if i did rewatch i would solely watch the live action portions of saludos amigos just to see them
1: yeah i mean i wouldn't mind rewatching the uh penguin the penguin is pretty cute yeah it's a cute short um but yeah that's about it I wouldn't go out of my way to rewatch the whole thing again agreed so i'm i'm gonna i'm I'm just not gonna okay rewatchability is never
0: so what
1: are you giving in final ranking um should we do a combined out of twenty
0: yeah uh, out of twenty what are you given
1: uh out of twenty i'm gonna well oh, actually that sounds even worse. Uh, I'm gonna give it a 9, I guess. Wow! Or, maybe, no, that's too high. That would be a 5 and a 4. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with a 7. I'm gonna go with a 6. Yeah. 3 and 3. It's just, they're, again, not really our type of movie. Because I can enjoy movies that, um, showcase something that you're meant to learn, but it's just not really this like I prefer s- like one or the other, you know, because in this it's kind of like we I'm not in the right like mindset. just don't like package films. It's just I'm. It doesn't put me in the right mindset for a documentary type film when then it's gonna throw in like Donald an Duck animation. Yeah, animation. I understand. That's, yeah. So yeah, no. It's just it's not it's not enjoyable to us but clearly some people have enjoyed it in the past so and continue to enjoy it so yeah
0: so we're gonna put up the this week we're gonna put up the poll for
1: listeners Listener's choice Choice. it'll go
0: up on facebook it'll go up on Twitter twitter also um we're gonna put it up today today yeah yeah uh, once again, choices are Cars, Zootopia, Big Hero 6,
1: and... Uh Wally. Wally. Yes, so this is going to be not next week's episode, the week after that. Yes. Uh, so you will have a full week, I believe, to vote. To vote, yep. And then that's what we're going to watch. Next week, we're talking about the imaginary story for the disney plus original episode yes i'm very excited yes so so that's pretty much it for <laughs> this episode uh thank you for listening if you have any questions any comments any advice anything at all you can reach us uh, by email at magicalstreaming at yahoo.com we're on social media on instagram at magicalstreaming. streaming it's we- stream
0: the magic on instagram at stream the
1: magic no on the instagram it's magical oh, streaming on twitter on
0: twitter it's
1: at stream the magic please <laughs> yes and then we have a facebook page magical streaming and until next time enjoy your magical streaming Bye bye